give your parents a call right now. Hello, welcome to episode number nine of Geeking with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner. I'm a geeky mom. Very much feeling the feels this week because my little girl's finishing kindergarten. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Uh, anyhow, um, so I write for the Geek Embassy every other week about Game of Thrones. Our panel got approved at Geek Girl Con. So if yes! you're going to Geek Girl Con yes. uh, in October in Seattle, you could come watch me and Regina geek out about geek, uh, Game of Thrones in person. Woo-hoo! And I finally get to meet Regina in person. In person. It's only been four years. All right. So speaking of which, joined by fellow mom Regina McMenemy who is at Geek at the Geek Embassy. Hey, Regina. Hey. Hey. <laughs> and then we're joined by our resident dad, Stephen Dutzman, who is editor and founder of Engage Family Gaming and was just at E3. Is that part of the reason why you're so Frankly. in a mood, Stephen? Are you tired? Um, I mean, <laughs> yes, I am tired. Um, <laughs> I think he had to go back to his real life. I think that's the problem. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's real part life. of it. That's I part of say it. corporate life. Yeah, I will say that some of the things that I speak that that I am salty about, I cannot speak about on air. Um, okay. so we'll have to commiserate about that as as a as a group later because I know I came in late. Okay. No, I'm just tired. I'm heated. Um, I hate nerds. Like I love our listeners, <laughs> but in general, I'm just getting tired of nerds. Um, we need our escapism. We desperately yes. need our escapism right now. And we can't even all agree on that. And it's really like, it's really poking at me. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, let's just all enjoy our fandoms for now and not be jerks about it. It's my <laughs> suggestion to everybody. Let's just, we need our escapism um, because we need to use our powers for good. Yes. Um, and right. far too many of us are more concerned with being right than we are with being good. And that's driving me. And that's probably applicable outside of nerddom. But like, let's start small. Right. Yes. Uh, okay. Um, so we got a lot to talk about today. We are going to be spoiling Westworld, but that will be the last thing that we talk about. And you will get your spoiler warning tornado alert before that happens um but let's jump right in so e3 was last week steven was at e3 Regina and i were not so steven what was what was the coolest thing that you saw like what was your favorite thing Oh, man, dude. Uh, first off, I just <laughs> want to make it clear. It was not my fault that both of you weren't there. I just want to make it clear. <laughs> yeah. um, I can't take the, I I can't take the blame on that. I wasn't suggesting that at all. Uh, I, I just wanted to make sure there was some subtle undertones. I would have <laughs> gladly had you. Um, I just want to say, I'm just throwing it out there. Um, uh, that's not why I'm salty, though. I want to make that very clear because I understand you both have responsibilities. So, <laughs> um, so the coolest thing, I mean, there was a lot of really cool stuff there, um, but if I'm going to be really honest nothing really blew my skirt up at all you know Mm. um this was one of those years where like it was just kind of neat yeah nothing about that before we went to yeah nothing changed my universe um it was really cool seeing the giant like smash booth um i saw simone that was fun yeah um um and um she still remembered who i was so that means she did not forget the little people uh that was something <laughs> um but i mean if i was going to pick like one thing i mean i got to play the new mega man and that was really rad um and there's some stuff i can't talk about cuz it's still embargoed 
but those <laughs> things were really cool. Um, it, that's the weird part, right? Like embargoes normally lift during E3, and I have a couple things where the embargo has not lifted yet. Um, oh. Is weird. However, um, I mean, it, I think it, the coolest thing that I actually played had to be Mega Man 11. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just what I wanted. It's everything. Any Mega Man fans who are concerned that Mega Man 11 is not going to be a return to form because of like the chibi anime art style and things like that. You need to just chill out, play the game. Um, It does not look like Mega Man used to, but it looks like Mega Man should have and would have if they had the technology back then. And I think that's the Mm -hmm. important thing. Um, You know, like if they could have done hand-drawn anime animation back then, they would have freaking done it. Um, because it's made by a bunch of weeby Japanese guys. Like, <laughs> that's like what you do. And um, I, I, I mean, let's be real. That's what they do. So like, yeah. it's, um, it look it, but it plays just like a Mega Man game. Uh, the, the demo they gave you, you only got one game over. Mm. Um, so like, it was hard. It was freaking Mega Man hard. Um, and they are not afraid to drop a block on your head and just out kill you. Because you took it because you jumped without waiting to think about it. And that is what I remember about Mega Man. Like Mario is a game where you are encouraged to run. It is right. Mario played at its most purest form is a rhythm game. Mm -hmm. Point full stop. Yeah. Mega Man is a game where every screen is a puzzle. Every time you, every time the screen scrolls, it's a puzzle. It may not be a super complicated puzzle. It may be a timing puzzle. It may be a memory puzzle, whatever. But it's all about observing, whereas Mario is all about just memorizing it and hitting the jump button while you run. Um, <laughs> and and I mean that with a more huge Mario fan, but like 2D Mario's, that's what they are. They, yeah. They're rhythm games. Um, the Mega Man res- just retained all of that. Every fight was oh. a puzzle. All the enemies were an interesting challenge. They had some very interesting new enemies that I had not seen before um, mm. that presented some very interesting challenges. Um, I really dug it, um, cool. and I cannot freaking wait. Um, I also did get my hands on the new Spyro game, um, the mm. Spyro remaster. I played that behind closed doors and on the floor. Um, that game is damn pretty. Um, cool. So, like, if you are there's two camps of people that are going to be really down with Spyro. There's people who, because uh, I did not play Spyro on the PS1. Those games mm. existed. They were not my jam. When I had a PS1, it was a JRPG machine, so I missed out on a lot of this stuff. If you are nostalgic <laughs> for Spyro, go figure. I was a JRPG guy. If you were down with Spyro, mm-hmm. you are going to be like, OMG, when you see this. They rebuilt the entire game. It is the prettiest thing. The other group of people who are going to be people like me who missed it, respect it, and are getting it for their kids. Like, this is for my daughter Um, because it's not forgiving, right? Like, it's not an easy game, but they did some quality of life improvements where respawn times are way faster because we have PS4s now. Um, And, (laughs) you know, just the little things that make a difference, right? Games used Mm -hmm. the loading time on the original Spyro was a pain in the butt, right? I mean, you had to wait because they had to do all the things. Modern technology helps. Everything looks softer and friendlier, even though it all wants to kill you. Um, (laughs) It doesn't look as empty. I I watched video of the original Spyro. I watched some speed runs to get ready for it, because that's the fastest way to see the most content. And one Uh of the things that I'll say is it was big, right? But it was empty. There wasn't a lot of stuff. It was a lot of 
flat polygons that you were running across. They really populated a lot of that, even if it was just with grass. Um, and I think cool. that those little steps made a difference. Um, and for those of you who will play this game, and I know millions of people will, I want you to remember, keep this in the back of your head, they had to make this game from scratch. Hmm. Because none of the original source code was available. Not a single frame of animation, not a single line of code. Everything was lost. They asked for it because, man, would that have been useful to figure out. (laughs) They had to create code to run on top of an emulator to try and make it so that the jump was exactly the same. They wanted every frame of animation to be as close as possible. So they had to create a tool um, called, they called it the Spiroscope to try and figure (laughs) out I mean, I wonder how long it took them to come up with the name for the tool. <laughs> Hopefully not that long, but they had to figure everything out. So that was super rad too. I mean, with that said, Spyro and Mega Man should not be carrying an E3. Um, right. You know, we'll talk about more of the announcements. Um, it was better run this year than last year. Last year, it was last year. It was a, a, a disaster um, <laughs> this year well. um, because of the people. There right. was just too many people, oh, um, many people. and the, the crush of fans to get places. Yeah. Um, this year, um, this year, the industry hours at the beginning made all the difference. Um, yeah. With the exception of Kingdom Hearts, which I did <laughs> not get to play, with the exception of Kingdom yeah. Hearts, that was just too full right away. Um, and yeah. I suspect it was mostly full of people who were already on the floor, like exhibitors. Um, right, like, probably. That, that were yeah. like not on shift. Um, yeah. You know, with the exception of Kingdom Hearts 3, you just, in general, if you were an exhibitor, you could just go there um, and play. And and that's when I played a lot of stuff. Um, Man, it's really, it was good. Um, It probably helps, too, that some of it was dispersed by Microsoft having all of their stuff not on the show floor. It was. It was, except for the fact that you still wanted to play Microsoft stuff and all their stuff was jammed into a little theater. So you went to theirs and it was more packed than E3. So it made E3 proper less insane. However, like I didn't get to play a single Xbox game. Like I missed out on Ori. I missed out on Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I missed out on, you know, a lot of their stuff. Like I didn't get to go anywhere and see that crazy freaking Halo trailer. Thank you very much. (laughs) Like, (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I hey, Steven, there's this thing called YouTube. I'm pretty sure you can find that trailer on. Oh, there. I mean, I could watch it on a little screen. I wanted to see it on a big E3 screen. I didn't get to see any of that because <laughs> I could barely. Because I tried to walk in, I was like, "Nope, claustrophobic. I'm out." Because well, it was wait crazy. a second, you were at the press briefing. Yes, I didn't. I did not get to go to the press briefing. Oh, my flight. My flight was changed, so I didn't get oh, to. Oh no, oh, that sucks. Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry. I landed that five. Th- that would have been your big screen. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. that would have definitely been a big screen. I would have liked <laughs> that. Um, I had to settle for watching the Microsoft press briefing on my cell phone in oh, a right Aid parking lot because that was the only place we could find Wi-Fi. Um, wow. f- we, I'm sorry. Oddly enough, <laughs> we got it from we got the Wi-Fi from a Rite Aid. Well, hey, let's wrap our minds around that. I didn't think that was going to happen. Um, so, um, so yeah, I missed, I, I, I missed that. So, um, I know I'm kind of rambling, but the last thing that I saw that, and it's probably not going to get talked about in our announcements because it's relatively small. My game of the show was Starlink Battle for Atlas, the freaking Toys to Life space game. Yo. Oh, really? 
Yeah. Like Isaac was showing me pictures. He's like, here's this like toys to life integration thing. And I don't know why anybody is doing that anymore. And I was Listen, like, yeah, I don't know. Either. This is what I'm, this is what I'm gonna tell my boy. <laughs> I'll tell him, I'll tell my boy. Listen, <laughs> I play this is the this is the head I'm writing the my game of the show uh right up tonight later on. Um mm-hmm. the heading, the subhead in it is I played a Toys to Life game in 2018 and I'm okay with it. Um, <laughs> it is first off, um, it's the best Star Fox game I've ever played. Mm. Ever played. I want to put yeah. that like ever. Ignoring the fact that Star Fox is in it on the Switch, which by the way, that's hype. Um, yeah. But it is an amazing space combat game. It is simple, um, but the boss fights are massive. You know what it felt like? It felt like a cross between Star Fox and Lost Planet. So I was fighting like a big old monster that had like cool combat and attack patterns. Um, and, you know, like I, I absolutely loved it. The only problem I had was that the lady that was doing my demo had no sense of personal space and was like really handsy. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know you. Um, but I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to make her feel uncomfortable. But like she kept telling me that I was doing a good job and she was being very um, encouraging. And right. I was like, man, I'm glad my wife's not here. This could go real bad. Um, <laughs> I had to call my wife afterward and tell her that like I had a, you know, that we had that I had a moment with the demo lady. Um, she was very nice and I'm sure she was just trying to be friendly and it was obviously loud. So she had to get close so she so that I could hear her. Um Except for the fact that we were both mic'd up in yeah. our headphones and I could hear her through the mic. But whatever. We needed a moment. Um, but no, Starlink is amazing. Um, if it fails, it's not going to be because of the game. I think if it fails, it's because it's too soon. Um, but I don't think it should. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really, really good game. It went to. Uh, it's on my list. We're getting it. Cool. And it doesn't unbalance the controller as much as it looks like it should. It looks like it should make it obnoxious because you put the spaceship on the controller. Uh-huh. It doesn't. It it felt fine, and I was holding oh. one of those bulky Xbox nonsenses. Those things are like a brick, and <laughs> I had no problem with a spaceship on top of it. So that was good. Anyway, that's Ooh. that's my that's my experience. I could go on for hours, but we have a podcast, yeah. and I'm gonna do yeah. my own show about this later. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> man, I mean, the fall is always already. I mean, it's always packed as far as release goes but man this fall is insane like i just i feel really terrible for like people who can only afford to get one game this fall because this it's insane um so obviously yeah i mean (laughs) um my favorite um trailer of the show was um shadow the tomb raider and watching the game on that too i I could tell So, um, but yeah, some of these release dates of stuff that was shown, um, September 7th, Spider-Man, September 14th, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, September 28th is FIFA, October 2nd, Forza Horizon 4 and Mega Man 11, October 5th, Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Super Mario Party, which we will be getting, by the way, because we haven't been able to share that joy with Anna. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I was thinking about that one, too. Yeah, October 12th, Call of Duty, Black Ops 4. October 16th, the Starlink that Steven was just talking about. October 19th, Battlefield 5. November 13th, Hitman 2. November 14th, Fallout 76. November 16th, Pokemon Let's Go. 
Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, December 4th, Just Cause 4, and December 7th, Super Smash Brothers. Yep. And what is missing from, I'm getting the list of Polygon, but what they have missing from this list, because it was announced before E3 and not during E3, is Red Dead Redemption 2, which is coming out October 26th. So, man, this fall... <laughs> Dude, and you know what? It doesn't get any better in the spring. Yeah, I was just going to um, say, it kind of continues February, on in the spring. February 22nd alone is Days, Go- is Days Gone, Anthem, and what's the third one? Metro Exodus. And, and Metro Exodus. Like, mm-hmm. come on. Um, not, I, I, <laughs> one of those is going to change. They're not uh, all going to come out on the same day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Anthem is going to eat all their lunch. <laughs> the other two are going to move. There's no way. Yeah. Um. If or not, I think they. I think they'll have to move because of those three publishers, the only one that has the stones to buy a Super Bowl commercial. Because if you're coming out February 22nd, you're putting yeah. out a Super Bowl commercial. Is yeah. Electronic yeah. Arts because EA yeah. will buy a freaking 45 second Super Bowl commercial for Anthem. I cannot imagine they wouldn't. And I mean, yeah. that's like a billion dollars, but they don't care. It's EA. Yeah, whereas Sony's not gonna do that for for they're not gonna do that for Days Gone. Yeah, I I totally almost forgot about that game. Um, <laughs> I am so unimpressed by Anthem, which is disappointing for me because I love Bioware, but it's just just it's just Destiny. What? How's just what's, Destiny. here's what's so crazy? Here's what's so, first off, it's not. But here's what's so crazy about this is we came out of this like I was kind of like man, and like you and I just completely reverse sides. I because, know completely. Um, but but yeah. here's the thing, and we talked about this briefly on the Facebook, I, yeah. or maybe it was Twitter. I don't know. Like, I, I did you somehow think it wasn't going to be Destiny? Well, no. The thing that was. Um... Not, it was irritating. I'm trying to think of the right word. Maybe it is irritating. You can say that, irritating. We'll all just. I want to play with a team. I have to play with other people. Now, other people can be fabulous, but in all of the other Bioware games, you had AI team members, and that was a core part of the gameplay. Yeah, it was putting together that team, your own team, and yep. that is gone. It's not in this game, and the only story type stuff takes place on this stationary city or whatever um which you know um, isaac was arguing with me about it he's always playing devil's advocate saying that like well you could say that everything took place on the citadel uh in mass effect but i don't think that's true there was lots of stuff that happened afterwards and who knows maybe um that's going to be the case here in anthem but like I want to have a team of characters that i can get emotionally invested in and that's not going to be the case so that's what's most disappointing to me. It's a it's fundamentally different gameplay when you take that out. Okay. So, so all right, I guess this is just an issue of expectations. I expected yeah. them to make me Destiny. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, I expected them to make me Destiny um, with the story elements. Um, I get. I, I I can understand why you would be disappointed if you came in with those expectations. I just yeah. think those expectations were wrong, and that's okay. I'm sorry that they let you down. Yes, well, that's all right. There's plenty of other things I can play as we just went through that. Yeah, <laughs> man, if you hate you some, if you hate you some multiplayer, I mean, you can just go play Fallout seventy six, <laughs> right? Oh wait, right. Oh wait, yeah, oh, wait. yeah. Um, I was in our war room. James, my media director, because we gave mm-hmm. him a title this year. We gave, oh, gave him that's a title. nice of you. Um, you that's awesome. Just yeah, lackey with the camera last year. 
Yeah, well, <laughs> we wanted to make him feel special. Um, so he um, he had the full range of emotion. It was very similar to what you, so he was very excited because he has inappropriate, really stupid expectations about what Fallout 76 was going to be. Most notably, he didn't listen to Jason Schreier. I brought up Jason Schreier's tweets and was like, listen, this dude knows everything. He literally <laughs> knows everything. He knows more than the people making Fallout 76. And he's telling us, don't expect a single player role playing game. And he goes, no, yeah. I think he might be wrong. And I was like, dude, I'm going to tell you this. He is the dude that is the reason why Assassin's Creed can't get a game to the show without it being leaked. Literally this man. He knows everyone. You're wrong. And he's like, nope, I think he's mistaken. It's going to be a traditional RPG. Okay. And then the announcement comes. And they're like, and it's going to be multiplayer. And he like immediately sunk to the ground as though he had been <laughs> like melted. Crushed. <laughs> and then slowly he listened to Todd Howard speak because Todd Howard is somehow charismatic i don't understand it um and who is it someone on my facebook wall um i posted about just how awesome bethesda's conference was which needed to be because their last two years of conferences have been completely pathetic um but who was it i think it was david called him god howard (laughs) i mean listen todd howard came out he they don't only bring him out every once in a while i mean i know he and he came out with the big guns and and so todd howard spoke and he's like all right i guess i'm playing this game day one he went and bought the freaking edition with the freaking helmet (laughs) that's what this dude did he went i mean regina met him this does not surprise her at all Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um you know, so I didn't buy the power and armor edition. I did try and get Jesse to let me expense it, though. He said no. Um, <laughs> but, the, you know, like, it's going to be fine. The one problem that I have, I follow 76 sounds great, right? Like, it, mm-hmm. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be a perfectly serviceable video game made by Bethesda. So it'll be great. I'm sure the. Anyone who is worried about this game. Oh, well, I'm not going to buy it because eventually Bethesda is going to turn the servers off. Bruh. <laughs> Bethesda is still supporting Skyrim. Yes. Almost yeah. a decade later. And I yeah. fully expect them to release like an official mod pack and a 10th year, 10th anniversary edition on yeah. its 10th anniversary. Dude, they released Skyrim on Alexa. That yeah. was not a joke. I know. It's, it's <laughs> not a joke. <laughs> All that video, I was like, oh no, this isn't real. Oh no, it's totally real. We couldn't (laughs) stop playing it in the in the house. We just kept (laughs) we just put somebody's phone in the middle and just took turns telling it what to do. It's so dumb. They're gonna they put it out on Alexa, and I am absolutely (laughs) guaranteeing that they're gonna try and figure out a way to put it out on a smart fridge. That was a profet (laughs) that that whole joke about it being on a smart fridge. The three of us know if they're gonna put it out on Alexa. They will find a way to put it out. Find a fridge company that will be willing to put Skyrim. It'll be like the fridge edition, and it's like the only food awesome. you can eat will be the food in your fridge mm-hmm. or some nonsense. They'll do we it. We have a smart fridge, so I would be very much looking forward to that. You would absolutely. <laughs> play. If you do that, can you please take a video of you guys playing Skyrim on your refrigerator? Um, I need that in my life. So, can we say so? All right, so. So you shared what you were disappointed in and what you enjoyed. Regina, yes. did you partake in any of the, the stuff or were you too busy? I know you were getting punched in the face by your class. <laughs> Actually, my class is done. I finished it early last week, but um, I had an emergency trip home um, to take care of 
unfortunate family stuff. So I was um, without great cell coverage and no mm -hmm. Wi-Fi for about three days. Um, oh, wow. But there was a pool, so that was lovely. Um, <laughs> and it was only 98 degrees outside. So right, yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. It yeah, that's so pretty great. good. Um, can I say I didn't talk about my favorite announcement? Which is freaking Smash Brothers Ultimate? Can we be real? Everybody was crazy about that, though. I did read other people's reactions. Everybody's here because that's what I could. Yeah, I mean, yeah. everybody's here. Yeah, like, freaking bananas. Yeah, <laughs> freaking bananas. Yeah, I, I have a, a funny story. <laughs> oh, tell <laughs> a funny story. <laughs> I, I accidentally cut in line to play. Smash Brothers. It's like really? the Nintendo booth was like super crowded. And he like honestly was just trying to make his way through the booth. Mm -hmm. And so he saw some guy who was walking quickly. And so he's like, oh man, this guy must have the path figured out or whatever. You know, I'll follow him. But no, it turns out they had just let in the next group of people to the consoles to play. <laughs> I like right up to a console. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> He texted me like while it was happening. He's like, I just accidentally cut the Smash Brothers line. I'm like, That's pretty awesome. I'm like, don't get killed. Right. Don't get cut. Yeah. Cinderella's shoe. I mean, I right, exactly. I'm going to pull out a shank on you. It was so funny, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, and then also for me, I mean, I don't want to brag, but I think I told everybody this on Facebook that I got to watch the Microsoft press conference at 343's studios. There actually weren't a, a ton of people there watching it. We were originally going to go to the main campus to watch it there with the rest of Team Xbox, but 343 decided to do it on their own. So there weren't a ton of people there, and th none of them had any idea when the trailer um uh, for Halo Infinite was gonna was gonna drop, so like as soon as the thing started, like they all just went nuts, like whoa, because like you know <laughs> first frame they know what it is, right? So um, so yeah, so so that was cool. It was very cool. We had Anna with us, which is kind of funny. Um, she um, what was it? She was looking at a couple things that she liked. What was the name of that game? Damn it, I don't remember. And I looked it up at one point too. The one with the little fox. Um, oh, tunic. Yeah, Holy tunic. Holy crap, tunic, man! I played yeah. that at PAX East. Tunic is so good. I saw that on the Microsoft Microsoft stage, and I had to give them some applause um, because that that game is gonna. Yeah, it's a looked, very small team too. Yeah, she's very very interested in that game. Most of everything else in the in the Xbox conference is not really interesting to her because most of it is mature rated stuff. Although, like. One thing that was like entertaining and not at the same time is the the, the demo of the Division Two that was given, and the Ubisoft people like trying to act like real oh, yeah. gamers talking over their, <laughs> their yeah. Thanks for the res, Meg. <laughs> yeah, it was just so terrible. Like, nobody talks like that. Uh, anyhow, yeah, I don't even think I don't even think the three of us would talk like that if we no. were. <laughs> so dumb so dumb um but let's see what else i mean i a shadow of the tomb raider is what i'm most excited for of of anything like i said we'll be getting mario party for us to play which probably will be the first time that i have actually played our switch yeah, played it at all you should get uh rabbits 
Yeah, I don't know. I just Anna Anna's still dominating the machine. She's still mm. playing uh, Mario Odyssey, trying to get everything, and she has far surpassed my skills at a Mario game. I'm totally blown away by some of the platforming that she can do on her own right now. <laughs> I could never do that. That's so, cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, Tomb Raiders, I mean, Spider-Man, I'm looking forward to Spider-Man as well. Um, and then um, Fallout 76, maybe, like, I don't know, maybe I'll try it. I mean, one of the things that sounded cool about it is that he said that there's not any major consequences for dying, mm. which is a huge thing. Which because is a difference, if, yeah. Yeah, if you're going to lose all your crap when you die, I'd be like, no way, like, yeah. forget it. Yeah. Um, the other interesting thing is that about how populated or basically unpopulated the servers are going to be because, and it makes sense, this is the wasteland. You're not going to have 2 right. million other people, people running are. around. So you're literally going to have like 100 or so people on each server, which okay. makes a lot of sense. So, you know, that could make it cool as well. Um, but um, the, the mobile um, Elder Scrolls game looks very impressive. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that, but it's going to be free. And it's like real Elder Scrolls, like on the phone. You play it portrait so you can play it one handed. But in addition to like the battle RPG aspects, it also has the city building aspect that most mobile games have. Mm -hmm. So, um, man, I'm pretty impressed with that. And then, of yeah, course, and it's got PVP that is cross platform to the point where you could be playing it on your phone in a meeting. <laughs> and you can be playing against someone who's playing it in VR. Yeah, that's crazy. That's super cool. Yeah, yeah, very cool. And it's funny the Bethesda conference reminded me that Fallout Shelter was a thing. Right. So, so I went and started because I played it a bunch when it was first released. I hadn't played it for a long time, but I I had read that they've added lots of stuff since it was first released, and they have. So when I'm back playing it again. Uh, the biggest thing that had been added since I stopped was the quests. Um, like before you had this thing where you can send one of your people out into the wasteland and they would just run around and explore and then come back when you ask them to. But these quests where you're actually taking your characters to buildings in the wasteland and exploring them and, you know, going on objectives and whatnot. And the dialogue is hilarious. It's the great fallout, you know, style of dialogue. And I did one of these quests was to rescue, um, what's the name? Cappy and, whatever the bottles name. bottle. I think it's just bottle bottle and Cappy, which are the Nuka Cola mascots. Um, <laughs> so I finished that quest, but now that I've rescued them, they come to my vault every once in a while and walk around and wave and like do little dances. <laughs> and if you, if you tap on them while they're doing that, they give you like a ton of caps. It's hilarious. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. The first time I saw them in there, I was like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> Where did this come from? Yeah, I mean, just little little touches like that. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, the quests are not like, you know, it's not any hardcore RPG-ish. Like, uh, it's turn-based, but you don't mm -hmm. decide what, what your attack and everything is going to be. It's based on what weapon you have and what armor you have and, mm -hmm. you know, your things. And you can you can sort of target the different enemies but you can't say like oh do this attack or you know whatnot you basically pretty much just watch it unfold um but it's still it's still funny it's still cool like one of the quests um i had to like go through this like whole area clearing out a bunch of rad scorpions 
um, one of which was this big glowing red scorpion. And you got to the bottom level and there's like a team of raiders sitting in there. And one of them is like, you killed my babies. You killed Glowy. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> uh, so much fun. So much fun. I was just like, why are you playing that again? It's like three years old. I'm like, <laughs> it's different now. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's fun. It's, yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, they're fun to play again. You should know yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I also played um, played a little bit more Detroit. I am so bad at getting positive outcomes in games by the developer. <laughs> <laughs> it's just terrible. And I don't have time to like go back and replay everything, so I just kind of roll with it. Um, but yeah, I'm so, so you're bad just a at bunch that. of miserable androids. Just no matter where they go, they're just making everything worse. Yeah, yeah, for the most part. Um, but anyhow, but the story is still cool thus far. It is so beautiful. Oh my god, so lifelike. But it doesn't get that weird uncanny valley thing. Like it just looks perfect basically Hmm. it's amazing um how beautiful that game is um so i don't know so what else is going on was that i know you were doing lots of work um at e3 steven isaac was doing lots of nothing so he took a lot of goofy pictures there's a picture of him with the mega man arm cannon or whatever it is uh we're gathering up all we're gathering up all of our pictures so we can put up one big post event gallery we had a solution that we were going to use uh involving dropbox because james loves dropbox but it didn't work so now we're gathering everything um so but we took a lot of stupid pictures and a lot of dumb things um (laughs) some fun videos yeah there's a lot of dumb stuff we did the overwatch payload tour Right, I saw. Yeah, I saw you guys post um, that. Much mm-hmm. respect because I was diva. Okay, I was the best <laughs> big fat Korean, big fat white guy being a fourteen-year-old Korean esports star ever. <laughs> um, and it was a happy accident that we got to go do that because um, the line normally was like three hours long, and we happened wow. to sneak in when it was t- like twenty minutes. Nice. Um, so we were, I was like, nope, Overwatch, pay, we're all doing the payload tour, even though I was the only person that had actually played the game. Um, everybody else was like, all right, we'll just do it. And so they're like, cool. but you have to tell us who we're going to be. Uh, and I was like, fine. So I told everybody who they were going to be. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, so um, so other quick game stuff that sort of came out of of E3 a little bit. So everybody's got speculation going on about um, the next Xbox because Phil Spencer has been dropping little hints here and there. Um, So I I assume we're probably going to get an announcement about it next year. Um, Everybody sort of thinks we're going to get an announcement about the next PlayStation next year as well. Um, so, but also Sony has launched, um, a greatest hints line for Mm -hmm. PS4. So lots of good games on this thing, man. Um, Ratchet and Clank, Mm -hmm. Uncharted, which Uncharted was that? Uncharted 4? That's crazy. Um, Last of Us. Hey, Last, maybe I should actually go play (laughs) The Last of Us. Us. (laughs) Wait, you haven't played that yet? I haven't played it, no. How? How? I, I, I don't know. I, I spend a lot more time on my Xbox than I do on my PS4. 
So everybody you know. misses something. I mean, yeah, it's the thing. That's yeah. that's that one's kind of inexcusable. Yeah. Oh, okay. Whatever. I think it came out around the same time as Bioshock Infinite, didn't it? The Last of Us. I mean, yeah, but Bioshock Bioshock Infinite was like four hours long. No. <laughs> But if it I mean, came out the same time as Bioshock Infinite, it also came out the same time as the Tomb Raider reboot. So I was very occupied with those games and also trying to take care of a two-year-old on my own because okay, I mean, was crunching. So uh, I mean, all right. I guess that that's a reasonable excuse. <laughs> I'll let it slide. But there have been like about a million years since then. And there have been a million. And also there- you played Mass Effect Andromeda. I think you could have swapped these two out. I didn't play. I didn't play Mass Effect Andromeda for more than five hours. I stopped. Yeah. And you know what? That's fine. I'm not going to (laughs) criticize you, but you could definitely play The Last of Us. Yeah, I know. I should. Maybe I will. Now that it's twenty, but I still got to finish Detroit first, though. Um. But anyhow, I also spent too too much time um, watching Game of Thrones instead of playing. You definitely watch Game of Thrones a lot. Yeah, I know. As I told Regina, I'm three episodes away from finishing yet another start to finish. Here's my question. Is there a five minute stretch of that of that show? The five minute stretch that you haven't seen ten times? Probably not. No, maybe some of the more boring episodes I haven't seen ten times because I think my full on start to finish watch, I think when I finish this one, it will be the sixth time. Wow. So um, That's about rival to how many times I've watched Buffy, but I think that's the only other show I've watched that many times all the way. Yeah. Through. I mean, I, I lost count, honestly. I think it's the sixth, but I don't know for sure. Um, but I got to write about it. So that's my experience. Right. And rewatching it. is giving me ideas. So yeah, um, that's what you do. Yeah, that's what you do. It's my excuse. It's your job. (laughs) The things we do for work. Right. Um, Books and comics. So I finished The Alchemy Wars. Oh, my God. I just started. I started on the plane on the way back. Did not fall apart in the third book. I'm very happy to Good. That's always nice. Wonderful. That's a danger. Yeah, I was talking to Isaac, and I was like, I haven't felt this excited after reading a book since I did reading the first three books of a song of ice and fire, just the first three um, or um, discovery of witches. So yeah, very high praise for this one. This is amazing. The, I mean, this, the female character in this is just, Oh my God. You, if you just started it, Regina, you probably haven't haven't met her yet. Yeah. I'm still still getting introduced to me. I'm, I think I'm only in like maybe the third chapter. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think I I had the main robot guy. Yeah. And yeah, and I've met the the pastor. Pastor. Yeah. yeah. And that's pretty much all I've met so far. But yeah. But I'm enjoying it. I got engrossed in it. I yeah. Yeah. So I bought that book. Yeah. Um. It took for there was a shipping delay somehow, maybe because yeah I don't know why, but we literally just got it the other day. And don't you have a Kindle? Yeah, I buy books physically. Um, it's complicated. <laughs> um, um, I checked it out for my library on my phone. <laughs> yeah, after a couple of there's months. that too. Yeah, <laughs> um, I bought it 
I got shit. And then my wife picked it up and was like, ooh, this looks good. And now she's reading it. Right. So now you're done. <laughs> so you'll get it. When she's um, yeah. Um, the, the book I'm reading on my Kindle is Crushing It by Gary Vaynerchuk. Mm-hmm. I think I've um, heard of that. What is that one? Gary Vaynerchuk is a, a marketing guy. He's super off brand for the podcast, but he's a marketing guy who curses a lot. Um, <laughs> so I can't really share a lot of his stuff, but he, um, he, it's a whole thing about how to be basically how to leverage social media to become an influencer. Why would mm-hmm. I be caring about that? I don't know, but right. I am. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, he's, if you, anyone listening who is, interested in using social media to become an influencer um, or, you know, anything like that, you need to read crushing it. This is his books are fantastically well-written probably because they're not actually written by him. um, And (laughs) very, they're super motivational and full of like actual actionable steps. Cause a Mm. lot of that process is reorganizing your own headspace. And also, um, the phrase work harder, not smarter, um, mm. which is something that I needed to learn and I needed that beat into me. Mm. So, yeah, so it's very good. Uh, I read that on the plane back from E3. And I know you're saying, well, why you can read multiple books on your Kindle. I know how Kindles work. <laughs> um, but we buy a lot of books physically here because my wife likes them. And okay. also, when you buy books used on Amazon, they're even cheaper than the, the uh, digital version. versions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Kindle can be expensive. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so I haven't been able to read that book yet uh, because my wife is going to read it. Um, where do you come down on um, whether or not my son Evan could read it? I would say, wait, which one is Evan's? Your oldest. Evan's one? the oldest. He has read, he's 12, but he's a mature 12-ish. The real question is, is there doing it in it? Because that's really the only limit. Yes. Oh, well, then probably. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's a a passing mention of it. But no, the female character is very, she uses extremely colorful language, which is one of the reasons why she's awesome. You know he's my my son, right? (laughs) (laughs) Have have we met? says it, it like makes me laugh out loud because i had never heard that type of okay. explanation right. so if it's before. language if it's language i'm okay with that yeah i mean i think that yeah i guess probably i mean there's only one instance of like kind of sexual stuff it's more you know sort of higher level free will and power and that type of stuff the second one is full of like war ish things when the right. machines start to attack and all, right. all that kind of stuff so i mean my I should be fine so yeah, yeah. Well, more vi- you, more violence than anything yeah. else i think if you your know, wife's reading it just yeah. let her make the call yeah but i know <laughs> but i was just curious what your thoughts were i value i value your opinion also thank you jeez jeez <laughs> well i was just like <laughs> you have an actual reading this book like I mean, yeah, but I, I don't I, know your kids better than you do. <laughs> I was just asking, but then again, my wife's also weird. She won't let my kids play Fortnite. Okay. She okay. won't let them play Fortnite, but she lets them play Destiny. Wrap your head around that. <laughs> I I struggle with that. I tell her I want her to write that up because I want that 
that, that worldview. Yeah. I want that worldview in writing, but she won't do it. She thinks oh. that she, she she does have logic, and I kind of can follow the breadcrumbs, but it, I get lost. It's basically it comes down to she does not like context-free shooting of other humans. Um, mm. where which is so if it has a which story behind it, then and also then. in Destiny, you're shooting unequivocally unquestionably unambiguously evil aliens that want okay. to enslave the human race right so Wait a second. Their- you let your kids play overwatch though right that's the avengers and that's okay oh oh okay okay because <laughs> they're basically the avengers yeah trust oh. me i pulled that out of my hat too um <laughs> but that's but that's the avengers i think it's i think we're having a hipster moment with my wife in this case like she's hating on Fortnite because it's so cool right um <laughs> so in but it's I mean, what thing. are you gonna do? Um, the kids yeah. do the dances, so we can't really. So they do that without playing it. Yeah. Um, okay. we did have a moment with one of the kids that my son's friends with, where I was standing right next to him, and he's like, "Hey, Jake, man, I just got Fortnite on the Switch. It's super awesome." And he's like, "Yeah, I can't play Fortnite." And he's like, "What? You can't play Fortnite? <laughs> it's super fine. You're just shooting guys." And he's <laughs> like, "My mom won't let me play it." And he looks right at him and he goes, "Well, don't you just play it when she's not around?" <laughs> and I looked at him and he looked at me and he realized that I was his dad and he's just like oh and then he just kind of changed the subject real fast <laughs> <laughs> oh nice nice movies and TV so I saw The Incredibles 2 this weekend um, with Anna at 9 o'clock in the morning um, but you know I got in uh, for a fairly cheap price and we got some free kid pack popcorn and whatnot and a handy little dandy um, badge for Girl Scouts. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what happens. They book these movies at like nine in the morning. So it's an, it's an effort to get to the movie, but then you get the fun little badge that she can put on her vest. So, um, and it was only us and like the troop leader and her daughter for like the only people that showed up for it. But anyhow, it was very cool. I liked it a lot. Warning, for parents out there, I think especially for moms, but maybe for dads too, the short at the beginning of that movie will make you cry. Oh my God. <laughs> it really caught me off guard because those shorts are kind of like goofy and I right. mean, funny and like, yeah, it's kind, it's kind of weird. Um, uh, but it's it's metaphorical, but it's kind of weird metaphorical. And uh, but yeah, wow, just be prepared for that. <laughs> um, the movie itself was good. Um, I don't remember thinking the original Incredibles was anything special, but I have only saw it once back when it came out. Um, but I really enjoyed this one. It was cool. Uh, Anna really really liked it. Um, yeah. So there's that. Um, what else? So, um, so I guess uh, let's let's move into a little bit of a, of a geek out here because principal shooting has begun for Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> yeah! Oh, is that the actual name of the movie? Yeah, it's gonna be Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we've got some shots like Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins have been leaking some little photos. I'm like, I guess it's not leaking if it's coming from them posting photos and stuff around social media. And of course there are people like around the set that are posting stuff. So um, there is this very, very cool article on digital spy that has this amazing photo of wonder woman. She's in like a, you know, a 
crane contraption thing so that like she's lifted off the ground but it looks like she's sitting and steering something so that's got to be the invisible plane (laughs) yeah that's got to be the invisible plane which is so awesome um the other interesting thing is that um steve trevor is in this so that's the thing that's confusing everybody yeah (laughs) how is steve trevor in this because steve trevor Died at the end of the first Wonder Woman, Gee. or so we think. I Gee. I hope that that's. I hope that. See, I liked. I mean, I should say I like that he died, but I like the way that that was handled because you know Wonder Woman doesn't age, but Steve Trevor is human, so he would age. And I was like, this is a cool heroic way for him to not be in the series anymore, so he wouldn't just turn into an old guy that was kind of pathetic. So <laughs> that that was my feeling on it. But there's Steve Trevor is is in this, and we don't know if it's the same Steve Trevor or if it's a descendant. Or all we I know mean, at this point is that his costume is really dopey looking. He's got a fanny pack. He's got a fanny pack. Well, it's 1984, pack. guys. I know, um, I know, but still. she could be. I mean, the the reality is she could be hallucinating. That's what I said. That yeah. we were talking before before we started recording, and I said he could be like her like human guide or whatever she like pulls up his image and he's like her consciousness or yeah. something her conscious yeah. you know like yeah. this is what humans do or whatever you know yeah. but, helping helping her but yeah. or the movie he died help. in the movie he died in we saw nobody yep that's what i she said literally fought aries yep so yeah. like scientific yeah. accuracy was thrown out of the way yeah um, yeah, but he hasn't aged. He hasn't aged. I don't know. We'll see. If it is the real Steve Trevor, I am honestly going to be kind of disappointed because that would really kind of ruin the end of the first. I season. doubt that it is. I doubt that it is. I'm sure it's. It could be. I mean, I, there are a number of very reasonable things. Like number one, she could have a scene where she just sees, because he could be everyone in that scene, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Like I've I've seen movies where they're like oh the person you know she because she obviously has strong feelings for him and right. you know when she's doing superhero crap again like fighting somebody that's like another super which she probably might not have done that for a while in between right so yeah she could be in a situation where you know maybe she's remembering him or traumatized by something and so she sees well, every he pulls he, him up that could yeah. have been one costume but he could be everybody yeah yeah. I don't know. Oh. I hope he's every costume with the fanny pack because <laughs> I love that he's wearing a members only jacket with pleated pants and a <laughs> fanny pack. And she's got, I will say her, her shoulder pads are not big enough. Right. Not big enough. There is one picture. I, I can't find it now, but there was a, one of the pictures with her in like the outfit that would have the shoulder pads. And he's yeah. like walking behind her with his hands yeah. up. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at right now. It looks like he's giggling. Yeah, it looks like he's making he's like making fun of her somehow, and she's kind of like demurely smiling. So yeah, yeah, that's the one I I stopped the video on that one to look at it because I had to check out her outfit a little bit more to see if the shoulder pads were big enough, and it's no. Yeah, I think I'm gonna be yeah. shook when this is over. <laughs> Why do you say that? Oh, I mean, I think I think this is just gonna affect me in in a weird way. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I'm just saying this is gonna be an interesting. It's gonna. I, I mean, I can't wait. Right. So when does it come out next year? Yes, next year. 
next summer, I think, right, Summer? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But they just started shooting, so, you know, that that date could get Yeah, summer, fall. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't wait. I know you guys can't wait. What? Oh, I just got a new Wonder Woman shirt. Yeah, I meant to uh, to wear it today, and I forgot it. Um, it I got it at Target. They were having a clearance. I stumbled on a clearance <laughs> of everything Wonder Woman. I was dying. Wow. <laughs> like, oh my gosh! I got Wonder Woman socks. I got a Wonder Woman tote bag. Um, I got a little <laughs> shirt for Iris that has the Wonder Woman logo, and it says "Love Conquers All" on it. Oh, that's and cute. Then a shirt for myself that's this really nice blue. It's really soft cotton, and it's got a Wonder Woman logo. I, I'm assuming they might have been like Pride themed with a rainbow over it. Uh-huh. And on the back, it says "The Original Wonder Woman." Cool. And I was like, oh, "I'll take that. Thank you. That's very, nice very cool. Thank you very much." Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I think I've said before that like Anna has not been into Wonder Woman, and I thought like it's been my overexposure. But they had a superhero day at school last week or the week before, where we had to send them to school with a plain white T-shirt, and then the teacher cut it into a shape, so it was like a cape. And she made a Wonder Woman cape. She's Yay. like, hey, "Mommy, I made Wonder Woman." I'm like. <laughs> it has finally worked. <laughs> well, so. our, my daughter calls her Wonder Girl still. So yeah. <laughs> still working on the name, but she yeah. has the plastic uh, Fisher Price uh-huh. jet with Wonder Woman in it. So she plays that all the time. So, cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So, listeners, you can expect to hear lots and lots of Wonder Woman. Yeah. We'll be updating <laughs> on the regular. I hope, you guys, I hope you guys like Wonder Woman. <laughs> Because if you didn't, what are you still doing listening to this show? <laughs> we are in one moment, Joe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Spoiler alert. Westworld. Last oh, episodes have been so good. For oh a God. season that started out so slow and yeah. so dry. Man, it just freaking on fire. Yeah. And And I think the reason these last two episodes have been so good is because they've been so compacted into like one person, very personal story. Like the one with the natives. Oh, that was so good. Yeah. That that, that episode, I was, I did not expect that episode. Like there was nothing about that episode that went any way I thought the story was going to go, the characters were going to go my emotional attachment to it was like crazy. Yeah. It, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was really, really good. So I mean, well-timed. Yeah. Well-timed yeah. in the arc. Yeah. 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 yeah so, I mean, we're in spoiler territory, but anyhow, what happens if you haven't watched it is um throughout the show, you see these natives that are all painted in white and black and red, and they really just seem like faceless, just crazy killing machines. And so this episode was episode Eight. Eight. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Eight. Uh, just told the story basically of one of, of those natives and how he, he's been remembering um, what has been happening in his lives. And basically like the, it showed him in one of them, he had been alive for like, what did they say? Like 30 some years mm-hmm. without being updated. Yeah. To be in the park yeah. without being updated mm-hmm. because he was never killed. Right. Um, 
So, and then like the woman that he was married to, um, he eventually got her to start remembering things too. And so when they, they were going back and trying to find each other and like, that's the reason why he let himself get killed at one point was so that he could go find her. Yeah. Um, because they had uh, grabbed her because th- she yeah. was mal- quote unquote malfunctioning and out of the area that she was supposed to be in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Although that was that was kind of his fault because he he's the one who he took her. pulled her to the edge there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which was ironic, but I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. still, that was a really great um, thing. And you also find out that 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 native guy, you know, it's shown in every other scene of Maeve when she had her daughter that these natives are like attacking them. Right. And, you know, you see her with her shotgun or, or mm-hmm. whatever, but then you find out that this native guy was just keeping an eye on them. Yeah. And then he was going to try to protect them from the man in black. Yeah. And it was really interesting. I really loved one of his lines was um, perspectives are hard to understand or so, something yeah. to that effect, which I thought was yeah. really meaningful, especially in, you know, this series that's constantly playing with, who's real and who's a host. Yeah. What are, you know, and, and looking at the man in black's arc and, and his like attachment to the hosts and how he feels like he found his true self and, uh, you know, kind of like the lines blurred between, you know, real life and virtual life as, you know, yeah. Talk about. Yeah. Yeah. So this last episode was predominantly about, Man in Black, William. And it covered a lot of his story outside of Mm -hmm. the park um, with his daughter and everything. We only get hinted at before this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, and so we learn about his wife um, who killed herself um, and how, like, they each, like, he and his daughter were both blaming themselves for that. Um, But, Mm -hmm. you know, that's like, no no one's at fault for anybody that does that because that's a mental yep. illness thing but anyhow one of the things that that i thought was interesting in that was when she pulled up his profile on the little pad and she got to see the clips of what he was doing in the park like when he was dragging dolores into the mm-hmm. barn to raper and all that kind of stuff i'm mean, like i can't even imagine yeah seeing that you know um okay. yeah so talk exactly. about daddy issues talk about daddy issues right yes that's gonna and, bring some um, daddy issues man <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but the thing that was interesting too about that is because like you know the whole thing that they've been doing behind the scenes is like keeping track of the guests and sort of making the making it possible to duplicate the guests and sort of turn them into hosts if not turning in the person create a host that is exactly like mm-hmm. um that person but you know his daughter is like how can you do that like you would need to know like all of these psychological things that are going on in your brain that you couldn't see by recording. And then it turns out that there's a sensor in every single one of the hats. Right. And I was like, Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> that's why they had everybody pick a hat yeah. before they went into the thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he's, he has like totally lost it because he thought yeah. that his daughter was a host that was trying to trick him, um, which is insane. It's just totally yeah. insane. And I like that he realized that mm-hmm. that, that was not the up. case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looked like, you know, he was, I kind of, it didn't fool me. I didn't think he was going to kill himself because, you know, mm-hmm. we have that scene with him with his gun to the head. He, I mean, he's just killed his daughter and realizing right. that that is what he has done. Right. But I'm like, he's not, he's not going to do it. I just, I don't see it. And he didn't. Yep. Yeah. However, 
Teddy, on the other hand, right. <laughs> decided to kill himself because, mm -hmm. as he told Dolores, she has turned him into a monster. Yep. Which is uh, the truth. Yep. Um, and Dolores that was the monster herself. So. Yeah. You know, I've been yeah. thinking about her character and how much we've been saying, like, you know, we're not, it, is, it seems like it's been like a Black disconnect from what, you know, she was to what she is now. But they've also been playing with this theme about like people sort of covering their true selves. Right. So I'm starting to think about her as her sweet, you know, genuine type thing was maybe a cover. Yeah, it could be. Really was. It so, could be. Um, well, we have a we have a writer on um, the Geek Embassy who's doing you know analysis and recap of yeah. um, the Westworld episodes, and she's been writing some really insightful stuff. But so she posted there was a meme going around Facebook. Um, uh, you know, sh give me the um, the villain you associate me with. <laughs> Right. And so I put Dolores on hers and the quote yeah. in the, in the image was, um, why would you be afraid of little old me? Right. right. Yeah. And I thought it was, and it, I put it there and it was mostly for fun and for fun because she's yeah, yeah. about this, this, the series, but yeah. I, it, it made me think about the building up of her character and yeah. that one scene a couple of episodes away ago where, you see the tables turn between her and Bernard and where she's the one who's programming, you know, one of the Bernards. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I think there's more here. And so, so we only have what one episode left, right? Mm -hmm. 10 episodes. Yeah. So it'll be really interesting. They have to bring it back to Dolores. We have to go back and see what, what the purpose of this is going to be. And, and yeah. there's already a season three, they've already approved season three, yes, right? Yes. We just screened that. It's like, yeah, yeah. season episode two or something like that. They said there were yeah. there was going to be season three. So there's something that has to we have to have some sort of loop back for all this back into what's happening with Dolores yeah. and some some hint as to what her greater purpose is in this because yeah. this one's called the game, right? The season was called the game. The first one was the maze, and this one is the game. Um, Overall theme, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the other thing that keeps sticking in my head too is when. Um, one of the times when Bernard, which Bernard, we don't know, um, is walking around the, not the park, but the the building, the corporate mm -hmm. building with Ford. And he does the thing where he sets off basically like a self-destruct type button right. to put Dolores in charge. And right. so I'm like, maybe that flipped the switch on her. Yeah. Um, and so because Ford, narrative. you know, didn't like the direction that his creation was going in. So, you know, it was like the flip the switch puts Dolores in charge. And so right. she was his tool to sort of well, you know, we don't, you to the company people. Yeah, we I don't think, know. Yeah. Um, she could have a version <laughs> of Ford in her head, too, like Bernard is experiencing. Yeah. Like yeah. there's nothing. We don't see anything from her point of view necessarily. Everything. Actually, that's interesting. I'd have to go back and look yeah. at that. But I don't think we ever see the story from Dolores's point of view, not in this season. Yeah. Everything is a step back from her. Everything is her being observed by everybody else. Like we see yeah. her point of view, uh, the point of view on her from Teddy. Like we see her yeah. from Teddy's point of view and from Maeve's point of view, but we never actually see the world kind of coming from her perspective anymore. So yeah, that's true. Perhaps she has a Ford in her head as well that's driving her to make some of these choices like to turn Teddy into a monster and to, you know, yeah. turn him into the Terminator and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. 
it would be interesting to see if that is a, I don't know. I haven't really watched for that, but I, but yeah. I really feel like that is kind of how we've seen her this season. I don't think that was yeah. true of the first season, but in this season, I think we've definitely been given purposeful distance from her. Yeah. Yeah. I um, kind of do think that like whatever happened when that switch, that switch mm-hmm. got clicked, that there was some sign of code in her or something that mm-hmm. changed her. Triggered. Yeah. yeah. And he knew that, you know, he was going to die because like, she, mm-hmm. you know, jumps up and pops him in the head. And, right. um, so, but he also, we know that he was completely disgusted with the way his creation was being used by right. the company. So, I mean, I can totally see that, like, you know, screw you guys. Here yeah. you go. All the hosts are free now. <laughs> you know, right. Deal with it kind of stuff. But, um, but yeah, um, it was funny, too. Um, in this last episode, um, when you're watching, I, I, HBO now, at least, mm-hmm. um, little, um well, description in, in Westworld's case, it's more like a subtitle type thing. Right. There's usually just one and, line. Yeah. And it was um, try to kill it all away. But I remember everything. Yeah. Which is a line from Hurt by Nine Inch Nails. So Isaac and I spent the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've been they are like that's one of the things they do is they take like yeah. these popular songs and they yeah. make them classical. And I remember because I rewatched season one before season two started and that information, the trivia um, it continues to generate. So it won't have yeah. all of it now, but if you go back and watch older episodes or older seasons, more of it has been like added in. And mm-hmm. I had no idea there were so many like popular songs that they had turned into classics, classical music for yeah. like, the background and all of it. But like the whole first season is littered with, you know, yeah, yeah, I, I rock and all that stuff, which yeah. you don't pick up on because it's got such a different tone to it. But yeah, it's pretty yeah, interesting. We were, so. we were crazy listening and neither of us really Definitely. heard anything until the very end. Um, this vision of her, it ends with like 30 seconds of this really dissonant, um, kind of guitar just noise and so at the end of the episode when Teddy shoots himself you hear that kind of dissonant weird sound um, while Dolores um, is like processing the fact mm-hmm. that he shot himself and I'm like right. there it is there it is <laughs> it's like the whole episode but there it is <laughs> right <laughs> so. oh that's hilarious yeah, yeah. cool yeah. Good. So yeah, season finale so um, this yep. Sunday, nine p.m. Yep. Uh, yep. Eastern, six p.m. Pacific. I'm really yep. looking forward to it. Me too. Yes. You know this, like you said, the season started off. I was like, man. I, yeah, I know. I was like, I don't know. All right, maybe they can't maintain this, and then all of a sudden, it was just on fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So. Yeah, because I was like, I don't know if I want to, I don't even know if I want to keep watching this. But then I remembered that we had said that we're going to do a Watches for the Geek right. Embassy. And I'm like, yeah, which I gotta, I, yeah, I know. I'm like, okay, I, I got to keep doing yeah. it. I know. We submitted to it now. Yeah, I know. So. We were supposed to do two episodes, but um, schedule. But yes, yeah. well, we're going to yeah. do one at least where we, you know, hopefully don't talk yeah. for three hours about it, but <laughs> we'll have to figure out how to rein it in. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. poor Steven is dying with us talking about uh... <laughs> it. Right. I, mean... I get a lot of writing done while you guys do this. So <laughs> funny. He's got HBO. He should be watching it, Steven. He should. You should. I should, but um, I don't know if you know, but I had these things that that I that I had to deal with. 
you know, the E3s um, the E3. and prepping Well, you know that. what? Westworld just didn't start last week. Right. <laughs> you know, I, was prepping I don't for think, that for a while. I don't think E3 is an excuse. Hey, buddy, when, uh, when you were at IGN, when did E3 meetings start? Uh, like in January? No, not in January. Um, maybe April. I mean, and there wasn't like we had tons of meetings and prep. Like, I think you have this distorted view <laughs> of what actually happens. And that there's a, IGN is a lot more fly by the seat of your pants than you probably think. Um, so the only people that were really involved in lots of stuff early were the people that were serving on the judging committee, um, the official E3 judging committee, because they got to see everything in May so that their decisions could be announced at the show. Um but there, I mean, there wasn't a ton of planning going on um, right until like right before. So then it gets broken down. You're going to see this game and you're going to see this game and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's not. Um, it wasn't listen, crazy I'll just planning. make up what I'll just make up whatever excuse I want. Largely, I think I blew a lot of it uh, watching wrestling. I'll try. I promise. But but well, I not you'll, notice, gotta, you'll, you have notice, to watch you'll notice that I don't complain. Do I like the no. person who complained was Re- was Regina thinking that I was somehow upset and I'm no. not. <laughs> I'm I just had engaged back like, in the conversation. Nerd out a little bit. It's cool. <laughs> um, as we have spoken about many times in the past, I am more than happy for people to be happy. <laughs> but you just hate nerds. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but. But but come on, you guys hate those kind of nerds too. This is true. Yeah, it would just be nice for you to be involved, Steve. It's it's it's. I guess I should say it's weird to me that we have like a whole stretch to the block. <laughs> it's just. Well, I mean, I just want. Well, I I don't want to interrupt because um <laughs> I I was given feedback. That when I used to make fun of you guys during your uh, during your Game of Thrones, uh, that, I, that it came off as disrespectful. <laughs> I'm just kind of, but I w- I will do my best. I'll try and watch it. Um, okay. but I can't for a while because I have a lot of work to do. Okay, right. can you forgive me for that. Once we have an actual date for Game of Thrones, I will sort of. Um... Then you're going to give me my watch list and I'll do the stuff. Yeah. I mean, trust me, I'm not going to not do that because I can't because you're insufferable. <laughs> you're like my five-year-old when she wants mac and cheese for dinner. It's like no matter <laughs> what happens, she's just going to remind us that she wants mac and cheese. And then afterwards, she wants us to go buy her an LOL doll. Like that's like what <laughs> and she'll bring it up every every five minutes. Yeah. So, well, honestly, there's only one back episode that I think you need to watch in Game of Thrones because you already watched the last two episodes of season six. Right. So there's only one episode before season season six. I think you need to watch, and then obviously you need to watch all of season seven. That just okay. has to happen. So, um, but oh, yeah. you know, you know what? In in um in other TV news, there's uh, four new Star Trek TV shows four? in the works. Wow. Four. As the TV universe expands, and I one of them is rumored to have Patrick Stewart attached to it. Ooh. So look at that! Look Can at that! So make, I, I have to thank Jonathan, are... your editor, for putting that up on my wall. Yeah, <laughs> the, the man behind the curtain. Yes, um, the man behind the curtain put that. I up am. <laughs> I just. I gotta say, like, 
I, is one of them going to be a real Star Trek show? A real? I know. Real. Here's what I mean by a real one. No, here's what I mean. Like the new one, Discovery is great, right? Like, but it's set in the past, in the future. Right. I'm talking yeah. like. Star Trek at its like best was like predicting our finest and right. most amazing What's future. Coming. And um, at this point, our technology, like my phone is arguably more powerful. Yes. And this is, if you guys can see my art, that's yes. uh, vision and the Scarlet Witch making out um, in a very cute way. It's adorable. She has to use her energy to get up because she's small. Oh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I saw it on Twitter. Um, and a lot of people judged me quietly because it's like a pink, super girly background, but whatever. It's got Vision and Scarlet Witch on it. So, <laughs> um, I just, you know, like my phone is more powerful than half of the crap that they had on the Enterprise. You know what I mean? Right. Like, mm -hmm. oh, you got a computer that can talk to you, bro. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, why? <laughs> My my ele my twelve year old has a computer that can talk to him. What more you got? I just wish they would kind of do that. Yeah, it doesn't again. look like it doesn't look like that's going to be what happens. Although one of them looks to be like a series set at Starfleet, which is an idea that's been bounced around since mm. Enterprise originally. Um, the second is going to tie back to Wrath of Khan potentially. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm could kind of be done like setting up the eugenics war and like the history of Khan's like story. Yeah. Depending on how yeah. they handle that, that could be cool. Um, and one looks like it's going to be animated and then the other looks like it might be a st the one tied back to um, Patrick Stewart and John mm. Picard. So mm. yeah. So it's, it's, there's lots of yeah all speculation at this point. Yeah. That's like the whole um, four prequel Game of Thrones things right. supposedly in the work. Although right. I have heard, I don't know where I heard it at this point, that actually that there will not be a Robert's Rebellion prequel. That they they won't do that because everybody just knows the story to that. And it's sort of the time frame is a little too close. Um, so it's got to be Targaryen stuff, mm -hmm. on the Conqueror stuff, which makes sense because in October, George R. R. Martin is releasing, um, I think it's just called Blood and Fire, a, a Targaryen history right. book, which is more, ex more the excuse that I say he's not going to No, gonna I know. I was, we he's not going to finish. <laughs> talked about that in my science fiction film class, or one of my students were talking in the first day of class, like what their favorite, like. Um, series were and uh -huh. his he has a, he hasn't seen the show he's only read the um, yeah. the books and he's like I'm like you know my friend says he's not gonna finish and she's he's like I I've heard that on the interweb and I'm like yeah it could be it <laughs> you know it could he's got another project he's working on yeah, and I yeah. think that once the series ends on HBO he's gonna be I'm out yeah, like you can't do that. The books are so good, and I'm like, I know he's going to have a lot of angry people, but I think that that's yeah. relation at this point. So. Yeah, the books, the the three of the books are so good. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I I want to say that I you know I like the books, but I always have to put that disclaimer that like for good. Like if people are asking, oh, should they read this? And I have to right. say, yeah, read the first three, but skip the. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, but I'm totally gonna buy that Targaryen history one, um, right. which makes me think really that's that's what 
one of these, at least one of these prequels is going to be, that's going to yeah. be like Aegon the Conqueror and everything that happened. Because I was reading in that, that tome of a book. Oh, right. <laughs> he caught for, um, it has like a whole history um, of Westeros too. And some of the Targaryen stuff there, there was like a whole sort of interfamily battle about the, who has the rights to the throne and all this kind of stuff. Um, which was really interesting and could be could make for a really good show, I think. Mm-hmm. So, anyhow, I think then that that wraps it up. Do we have anything else we want to talk about? Yeah, I think that was oh, it. Yeah, we did it. I think All we right. covered. I think we officially covered everything that I was allowed to speak about. <laughs> okay, that you don't have a gag order on. All right, Mm -hmm. cool. Okay, well, then I think that wraps it up. Thanks so much for listening. If you have questions, comments, or feedback, you can send an email to geekingmoms at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought about E3, if you were watching the press conferences or checked out any of the games, or, hey, if you were at E3, which is completely a possibility, send us an email and let me know, let us know what you thought. Um, If you're keeping up with Westworld, definitely send us an email because the next time we will record, we will be talking about the series finale, which will lead to talking about the entire second season, if yeah. not the whole show. So send us questions yeah. on that if you've got them. And uh, let's see. Uh, I write for the Geek Embassy. As I said at the top of the show, I write about Game of Thrones every other week. You'll see something from me up there on this Friday. Regina is head geek at Geek Embassy. So um, what else have you guys been doing now recently? Um, I think that we, since we recorded, we put out our Geek Embassy Watches Deadpool 2, Mm -hmm. um, which turned out to be a surprisingly interesting conversation since we all thought the movie wasn't going to give us enough to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) So make sure to check out that. Subscribe to the Geek Embassy on iTunes or Podbean or Stitcher. Um, I do not yet have a new Game on Girl episode up because life um i'm hoping <laughs> to get one up in another week or so um so check that out when it does come up um, we do have two separate um podcast uh feeds now so make sure you have both of them <laughs> um and jay is continuing with her westworld series which will be wrapping up uh tahani is still writing your favorite thing sucks she's done pokemon and bethesda recently um, both excellent pieces in my humble opinion uh, <laughs> and are fun. So make sure to check those out. Um, and she's going to have a piece up about how to survive your first D and D group, I think this week. So mm. check that out too. Interesting. So, yeah. All right. Steven is editor and founder of engagefamilygaming.com. Their site is full of E3 stuff with even more to come. Is that right, Steven? Yes. Uh, it's still rolling in. Um, so yeah, if you go to engagefamilygaming.com slash E3, you will see all the stuff that we have written so far. And I have more coming probably the rest of this week and into next week, just because there's just so much stuff. Um, and I haven't even started pontificating on things. I've just been reporting and talking about my, um, you know, my, my experiences. So yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's pretty wild. You can also look us up on our Instagram and see some of our fun pictures, etc. And we had, we recorded five podcast episodes. So um, if you like podcasts, 
<laughs> you should probably go listen to it. Uh, I know the man behind the curtain is working now on clipping them all together into one long super episode mm-hmm. that is going to be for this week. Um, but then next week we're coming back to board games um, because guess what happened? Origins Game Fair happened during E3. Right. And then Gen Con <laughs> is in like a month. A month so. Yeah. Um, it's it, my convention season does not stop. In fact, mine is doubled. So <laughs> yeah, it's going to be wild. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, well that wraps it up. Thanks so much for listening and we'll be back with you in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Bye.